We inch another couple of days closer to the puck drop on the next upcoming NHL season. But don't get it twisted. There is still a ton of fantasy hockey news that you need to know to make sure that you dominate this upcoming draft. What's going on with the Anaheim Ducks? Some moves, some trades, a little bit of everything. Matt Duchesne betting on himself. What's going on with the Dallas Stars? And are the Washington Capitals finally in trouble? We'll break it all down for you on today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You heard the music and you know what time it is. It's time for your source for off-season fantasy hockey news, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this Thursday episode and thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Steele and I couldn't be doing it without y'all. So if you're feeling the pod, make sure you drop us that five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Today, Steele, we're doing a little bit more of the roundup of the free agency moves. I said trades off the top, but it's all signings, baby. So <laughs> let's get focused here. The Dallas Stars make a move that you and I have to talk about with Matty Duchesne. Washington making some moves that I don't think really overall improve the club that much. We'll get to there. What does the fantasy implications mean for your squad? And perhaps most interestingly, these Anaheim Ducks. I want to pick your brain on some of these signings. Radko Gudis, Alex Kalorn getting one of the bigger deals of the last couple of days. What does it mean for their fantasy value next season? That's all we need to know, baby. So I'll turn it over to you, Steele, because... At the end of the day, I actually like this signing for the Dallas Stars. A little Matt Duchesne betting on himself here with a short-term, pretty cheap deal. What is your take on this situation? Because for me, there's a couple of very clear caveats that are connected to what Matt Duchesne's value is next season. I think Jim Neal, the GM of the Dallas Stars, absolutely smashed it out of the park here with mm -hmm. the signings this offseason during free agency. When you can get Matt Duchesne, Sam, Sam Steele, and Craig Smith all for under $5 million on one-year contracts, mm -hmm. that's a big win in my book. So I thought he absolutely hammered this one out of the park. And starting off with Matt Duchesne, one year, $3 million, like you said, a lot of short-term one-year deal contracts with a mm -hmm. lot of guys betting on themselves this upcoming season to cash in for next year's free agency, uh, you, you know, be, becoming a UFA again, uh, once again. So, you know, I think obviously Dow, uh, you know, obviously it was a down season for Matthew Shane with the Nashville Predators. We talked about mm -hmm. this at length so many times. It was a down year for all players in Nashville, but right. I think this is, you know, we're going to see a very good part of Matthew Shane's game coming up, uh, with the Dallas Stars, you know, typically he finishes a season around 55 to 65 points. That's his current range. And I think Duchesne's going to get many opportunities to play with different guys in Dallas. Tyler mm. Seguin, Wyatt Johnson, Jamie Benn, maybe even a crack at the top line with Hintz, Robertson, or Pavelski. You know, a lot of different guys. When you look at the roster and on paper, this Dallas Stars team's forward core up and down the lineup is legit. And, mm. you know, for Matt Duchesne himself, Looking at his average draft position, he's falling in somewhere around the 85th draft pick. I think that's a little bit higher uh, mm. than where he should be going, but he's going to get some good opportunities, some good looks with different guys in Dallas. I would say you could easily get Matt Duchesne 13th, 14th, even 15th round. 
I think what it happens to me, I mentioned the caveats, and you mentioned the exact point that I think matters the most with Matt Duchesne and his fantasy value. Where does he slot into this lineup? Is he going to get power play one time? Is he going to get power play two time? And is it the second line or is it the third line he slots into? My goodness, if he gets some runs with Jason Robertson and Rupe Hintz and somehow unseats Joe Pavelski or an injury happens to Joe, which, you know, we will never speculate on injuries in this podcast, but it's fantasy hockey. And it might happen to a guy that we know is up there in age. At the end of the day, you've knocked it out of the park along with Jim Nil. This allows this team that we know is already a pretty good cup threat, dark horse for the cup, Jake Ottinger, Miro Heiskanen, the pieces up front. I think if he can play with Wyatt Johnson on that second yeah. line, I'm really liking Matty Duchesne next year. I think his point value goes up. I think his fantasy value goes up. And if he can slot onto that top line or that top power play unit, look out because his value goes through the roof if that's the case. I think him and Evgeny uh, Dodonov are very interchangeable on that right wing side for the second and third line. I think we're going to see a mixture of lines come up this next season, uh, you know, for Peter DeBoer behind the bench and really get a good sense of what chemistry he can find with these different guys. He's got some really talented veteran players on this team. So trying to figure out who's got the chemistry and who meshes with who is something that Peter's going to have to do really well, uh, you know, this upcoming season. And for Sam Steele, you know, not really a ton of fantasy value as a draft pick, but this was a guy right. that we talked a lot about last season. And, you know, mm. I, I like this player or not a lot, not because we share the same name steel, but he brings <laughs> a different element to the bottom six forward group. He brings the speed on the fourth line. He's really quick with his hands in, in, uh, in tight areas in close mm. around the net. And I think again, like the Dallas stars with the three signings that they made Duchesne, Sam Steele, and Craig Smith, it really, it really is an impressive forward core from top to bottom. It just there's a lot of depth here, Steele. And yes. what you know, when looking at this lineup just from a very you know outside lens, they could really use another D man. And with all of these yeah. veteran players up front, is Craig Smith flashy? Absolutely not, but he's very reliable. Maybe it makes a Mason Marchment. I know they just acquired him, but maybe it makes one of these players expendable. I am purely speculating. I don't know what that would actually end up looking like, but they just have so many pieces up front now in the mix. Maybe you do look to move one of these more veteran guys. I don't know how you do it. I don't know what the contracts. I really don't know, Steele. But I think if I'm just looking at this from a plain sensical standpoint, they look to maybe shift out one of those forwards and bring in a blue liner because if they can, Jake Ottinger is more than good enough to take this team on a run. We know now that this offense is balanced amongst some of the best in the business. Jason Robertson is a star. Rupe Hintz is a star. And you and I can both agree. <laughs> I think the most important fantasy piece on this squad is actually Miro Heiskanen. It might be Miro Heiskanen. Jason Robertson is probably. You know what most. I'm saying, though. I know I what you're points. saying. I'm just talking about importance, but it's close. It's close, but I would still have to give it to Jason Robertson. The guy is just Fair. absolutely electric. And it's so hard, again, because, Fair. you know, trying to compare forwards, defense, defense to goals, yeah, oh yeah. And everything. It's so hard to compare those type of positions. And formats of your league, but blah, blah, blah. Miro Heiskanen is a very important player for your fantasy league, as well as the mm-hmm. GM and the Dallas Stars and everybody who is a fan of the Dallas Stars. So very important, Miro Heiskanen, Jason Robertson. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Jim Neal absolutely hammered this one out of the park so far. Maybe 
Uh, again, like you said, one of those forward guys in the bottom six maybe ends up being moved around to acquire another depth defenseman mm-hmm. that can help out with the uh, responsibilities Miro Heiskin has on his shoulders. Yeah, but that's uh, you know, that's up in the air right now. Shouts to Yanni Hockenpah, who's one of those banger <laughs> league beauties. You need block shots. You need a couple of grizzly hits. You go to my boy, Yanni Hockenpah. My uh, focus is going a little out here still on the camera. But the focus on the episode is not. We are going to continue to talk about some of the major moves. Not so major, but that still impact your fantasy squad. Washington Capitals, Anaheim Ducks, Radko Gudis, and Alex Kalorn getting paid. What's going on there? We'll break it all down for you on the rest of today's episode, which is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to 200 bucks. That's right, just 20 bucks bet and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can be spending on everything from the money line to the over-unders to who you think cranks that first dinger. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid out instantly, and there's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get 200 bucks in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, Mm -hmm. including the NCAA, your team every single day. Hammer that subscribe and that follow button. We appreciate all that love and support you show us Mm -hmm. every single day. And we hope we're you know, reciprocating that love in return this offseason with the fantasy hockey uh, advice that you need all year long. We will get to the Anaheim Ducks towards the end of this episode, but we need to talk about what's going on in Washington. The Washington Capitals made a couple of minor moves. Obviously, the bigger one was signing Max Pacioretty to that one-year, $2 million deal. Mm -hmm. They also re-signed Martin Farivari to a three-year contract as well. And I'll throw it over to you because I got a lot to say on the Washington Capitals, but I want you to start because I really am uh, intrigued with your opinion on what's going on in Washington. Well, like I said the other day, our predictions are sometimes up and down, steel. but I think we were both bang on the money with the Washington Capitals. They were treading water for a lot of last season. Some Alexander Ovechkin magic, some good play from Darcy Kemper, kept them in there at times, even Charlie Lindgren. Yeah, uh, maybe with some pact or dance with the devil. He also had a good little stint. We don't agree with that, but what did end up happening is they fell back down to life. A lot of veterans, some injuries to key pieces, and just a lot of mileage on a team that has had so much success. We talked about this. Some of these cores, some of these players, there's a lot of mileage on these veteran bodies still. And we know Alex Ovechkin is going to be a part of a rebuild, but this team almost needs to rebuild. And because of their star, they're had to patch it up a little bit. Wow, that was a good patches one. But look, (laughs) he's 34 years old. We know when he's healthy, he is one of the best American goal scorers to ever play the game, but he's not been healthy. He has been actually dealing with very serious surgeries. He came back a little bit last year, Steele, and actually he looked really good in the few games that he played for the Carolina Hurricanes. He popped three goals. I just, I don't really know if he's even should be on your radar as draftable. I think all the fantasy pieces on this team, even Alex Ovechkin, take a hit in fantasy value. The Metro division is far too good. 
And I just really don't see it. Actually, before I throw it over to you, the Martin Faravari side of things, really deep keeper dynasties. He is a great piece because he fills out a lot of peripherals aside from the offense. He gets block shots. He gets hits. He actually gets a few penalty minutes. I actually like the Faravari signing more than I do the patches one. <laughs> it is a very good signing, especially if you're in one of those deep, deep dynasty fantasy yep. leagues because he brings the blocks. He brings the hits. I will talk mm-hmm. about him very shortly. Alex Ovechkin, yeah, I can see the fantasy value dropping like the 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 most tiny minuscule still valuable so valuable in fantasy hockey leagues and uh, you know i agree with you i think washington they're just in a very weird situation right now and i think it can go downhill very quickly for them you know at first glance you look at this team and they've got some heavy hitters they've got some big names in the top six ovechkin tom wilson patcheretti tj oshie Nicholas Backstrom, but then you start to do a little double take. You look for a second right. time, a second glance, and yes. everything about this team, you know, it all says that they're fantastic players. You, you've you got fantastic players in the top six group, but when mm-hmm. you really look deep down on it, again, starting off with Pacioretty, he's torn his Achilles twice in the past year and a half. He's had multiple oh. surgeries on it. He's played 44 games the past two seasons. Like yeah. you said, when he's healthy – He's only he's pretty much a point per uh, per game player, mm-hmm. just under that sixty plus points every single year, yep. over two hundred and fifty shots, ninety plus hits. He has so much fantasy value when he's healthy, and that's the thing. He only played forty four games the past two past two seasons, yep. and then even looking that entire second line of what they've got drawn up right now, even with Nicholas Backstrom, he had hip surgery of you know a couple of months, a few months back, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that far fetched that we may never see him play hockey again. He, he might exactly. have, he might have actually retired. Exactly. He's only played 86 games in the past two seasons. Still yeah. one of the best passers in the NHL right now. And TJ Oshie does a little bit of everything, but he does a lot of being injured too. Oh yeah. 55 games the last two years. So that's why I'm very, very scared and nervous about mm-hmm. this Washington team because on paper and when fully healthy, they look deadly. They look dangerous because don't forget, John Carlson's on the back end. He'll be mm-hmm. fully healthy. Rasmus Sandin looks like a very solid fantasy defenseman now. True. He was great after uh, being traded from Toronto to Washington. True. So the team looks great. They got you know a very solid tandem in the crease. But when you start to factor in all of these older players for Washington mm-hmm. who have been significantly injured the last two, three, even four seasons – that's something you have to keep in the back of your head. I still think there's a ton of fantasy value for Max Pacioretty, but you can't pick him too early. He's definitely going to fall down the draft board. Yeah, I don't know if I would throw out a ton just because I just don't know how much he's going to play. If I was sure I could even get 50 or 60 out of him, I agree with you because he's also going to get a lion's share of minutes here, Steele. Like, yeah, yeah. he's he's slotting in right now on that second power play unit. Who's not to say he gets top power play time? Also, Tom Wilson is coming off very serious injuries himself. Yeah. So there's just a lot of very serious question marks this year for this team. The Metro Division doesn't have a lot of question marks. They have solid teams around them. I don't see them making the playoffs, and I would just be wary other than OV and maybe – I don't even know Steele. Like I like Rasmus Sandin a lot, actually. Ah, even Evgeny Kuznetsov, right? There's a lot of question marks. I would go Ovi. 
I would definitely go John Carlson, Sandine, and don't forget about Darcy Kemper, who is still a number yeah. one goaltender. This team will get wins and probably beat up on the bottom feeders of the East, but the bottom feeders of the East got a lot better and Washington yeah. kind of stayed stagnant. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I would just be very wary about all the players you draft on this squad, not named Alexander Ovechkin, and really go from there because I think Steele, man, I second you know maybe who's worse in that metro philly for sure you know maybe oh man you know like the islanders uh, maybe uh, i don't even know so it's a tough division one of the toughest in the league you. right now so that's all i'm saying and i just don't see it for this team next season yeah we'll have to come up with our predictions again we're gonna have to look oh, closer yeah. before i even before i even comment or say that they're not gonna make it we're gonna have to okay. break everything down i appreciate it I'm not going to comment about if they miss or if they make. They're not making Again, it. On paper, this team looks legit. They look they they Whoa. look like they could be very dangerous, but they need to stay healthy. Mm. A lot of the guys on this team need, need to stay healthy. Uh, you know, Washington, it's just, again, it's a very sticky, weird situation moving forward. At, they've got so many. They're one of the oldest teams, uh, you know, average age in the NHL. I think it's Pittsburgh and then Washington and then New York Islanders. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And unfortunately, I think this all does really come down to Alex Ovechkin's request. He's not going to be a part of any rebuild. He's not going to be a part of anything other than a retool and still pushing for a Stanley Cup. And I can't even fault the man for saying that. I think he's earned every single right to make those kinds of demands. The Washington Capitals have obviously built this franchise around him. Some risky moves, bringing in Pacioretty, standing pat on all other areas. Obviously, the salary cap an issue. I would look to Rasmus Sandin. I would look to maybe even can Dylan Strom have a good year? Lots of question marks, Steele. But what we're not going to question is the Anaheim Ducks, I think, brought in some veteran presence that will make some of their young pieces a lot better. Yeah, it could. It definitely could. Alex Kalorn and Ratko Gudis going to the Anaheim Ducks this offseason. Alex Kalorn got probably the biggest deal so far. Right. Uh, Ratko Gudis right behind him with his contract. We'll break everything down very, very shortly. But thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, hit that subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all the love and support you show us mm-hmm. every single day. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, your team every single, every single day. And if your team is the Anaheim Ducks, I'm not sure how you're feeling about where this team's headed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they went out and, you know, acquired a veteran forward, a veteran defense. Alice Kaloran signs a four-year deal uh, mm-hmm. for $6.25 million AAV. And then Ratko Gudis signs a three-year deal for $12 million, $12 million overall, $4 million AAV. Um, definitely a different route that mm-hmm. many other teams decided to go on. What was your first uh, thought? when you saw th- these contracts for Anaheim and Alex Kalorn and Ratko Gudis? Well, first of all, good for Alex Kalorn, who's had a very interesting path through his career to get to where he is today. So kudos to him, to a guy who's really grinded it out at all levels to, you know, he's a champion. And now he's going to be able to kind of sail off into the sunset, living in a really great spot and really <laughs> taking the leadership role on this team veteran wise. I don't know what it means for his fantasy value, especially after coming off a 64-point campaign 
the best of his of his career on a team that we know is loaded up front for the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team full of veterans, and we don't really have a lot of question marks there. Whereas on the Anaheim Ducks, I like I want to say initially, Steele, his fantasy value actually goes down. That's what I that's my first gut instinct because he is gonna have to be more of that responsible leader, that responsible veteran, that voice. Is it good for guys like Mason McTavish, Trevor Zegris, Troy Terry? Probably, but actually I like the move bringing in Gudas the most because their most important pieces, I think, are Zellweger and Drysdale on the back end. Is yeah. Radko Gudas going to show them how to quarterback a power play? Absolutely not. <laughs> but he's going to show them how to play the defensive side of the game properly. I hope. I think that's what they're going with here. I think Gudas still holds a ton of value in banger leagues, but I don't know overall, Steel, if this really makes the team that much better this year. I think they're playing the long game and trying to bring some of these young pieces along. Jamie Drysdale, most notably, you know I'm high on that player. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if Ratko Gudis will be the guy showing Drysdale and, and Zellweger the robes on the blue line hey, that much. He might not be, but he might be showing them how to play professional defense from a gritty, nasty, you know how to get it done. Is he a bit of a hothead? For sure. But That's, I think coming into this situation, Steele, I don't think they're bringing him in here to exactly throw his body around nearly as much. I think it's a veteran presence move, but I hear you on the side of things like this guy's a bit of a hothead as well. Yeah, but Dry, Drysdale and Zellweger are more skilled defensemen of than course. physical aspects. Why so, not give some sandpaper to their game, though? Yeah, that's probably that's probably about it that he can show them, yeah. maybe a little fisticuffs. But, you know, still looking at the top front, Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers, they're RFA, so they're still looking for their next contract. True. Anaheim Ducks. I so think Troy Terry's going to arbitration, I believe. Yeah, so waiting to hear what that is, but Trevor Zegers is still an RFA open to see what his contract will be. Alice Kalorn, yeah, I think you're right. His fantasy value will definitely take a hit. He still will most likely be in the top six forward group for the Anaheim Ducks. And again, playing with all of that skill, you got to assume that he's going to bang away some pucks and, and, you know, get get those yeah. rebounds in front. 64 yeah. points. I think he'll fall back down to like 40, 45 points. Again, I can it, see really 50, depends, yeah. it really depends on the guys that he's surrounded by and if he's if he's playing with those top end guys, which he could be, if he stays in the top six, we'll have right. to see though, but it's just a, it's, it's a lot of money. It, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. really understand for both. You know, Alex, yeah. For both. It's a lot of money for those two guys. And again, it, it was just strange to see that Anaheim was probably the only team that was handing out multiple year contracts for veteran players mm -hmm. or even mm -hmm. just players in general this off season. Yeah, and then there's the last point that I wanted to get to, Steele, which is also interesting, is all this John Gibson talk. And yeah. Gibson apparently reportedly, you know, Frank Saravalli and his agent, I don't know if you've seen this, they have a history. Did, yeah. They've gone back and forth before. He's been, you know, the, John Gibson's agent has claimed Saravalli of false reporting before. He's yep. clapped back. So that's an interesting situation. And I think John Gibson, to me, like how can you want to go back to Anaheim? Um, and I think he's what he's 29 years old. Yes. I can't help but feel that he's just doing and saying or trying to say the right things and say he wants to stay, but don't slip or sleep on Lucas Dostal or Dostal, excuse me, Steele, the backup in Anaheim. He got filled when he was in the NHL last year for 10 and one, but he has proven at all levels of his junior career and internationally that he can be a number one goalie. 
And sure, the Ducks are going to be bad, but I think I mentioned this to you last year. And look, they even threw him out there last year. Yeah, they were injured. But I think John Gibson even comes back. Dostal is going to get a good look again. Keep your eye on these young goalies. Am I saying draft them this year? Definitely not. But he might be taking number one duties before the season is up. And you will thank me if you jump on that early and you have a number one goalie as your third netminder on your bench. Well, we will have to see because Lucas Dossel is still an RFA right now. So we're going to have to wait to see what his contract oh, he coming is. Back. He, remains. he coming back for sure to the Anaheim Ducks. He likes it there. But yeah, I agree with you. He was one of those guys that towards the end of the season, I started you know noticing a little bit more because of the opportunity he was getting. And yep. you know, at 23 years old, again, not knowing uh, the, the uncertainty around John Gibson right now. Is he moving? Is he not? That's the question. Yep. And again, if he does move, Dostal is right there on the plate, ready to go. And so that will be another fantasy advantageous player to look, keep an eye on uh, moving yep. forward for next season. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find all of our episodes. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.